she's got the style that makes you think she's Eric Tree Service, and I am also with Elevated Office Podcast and Elevated Office Consulting. And today, we are making a shift from Instagram Live to YouTube uh, Live because these will now be available on my website, which I am about to finish up and get posted. There you can also buy the tickets to the webinar for Elevated Office uh, webinar that we're doing on March 5th, 2022. Has Zach Richards, Zigzag Man as a speaker. Has Josiah Georgeson, uh, Tree Strider as a speaker. It also has Kirsten Locke as a speaker. Um, I'm going to be speaking, of course. And then we have Lucas Bielfeldt with Justin DeSalle's talking and there will be some features of our um, sponsors, Weaver Arborist, Gap Arborist Supply, and Justin DeSalle's. And then we will also uh, be doing lots of, uh, it's going to be very interactive, questions, answers, videos, all that kind of stuff. Some live streaming most likely and different things like that. So I think it's totally going to be worth it to you. It's going to be valuable for your company and it's 80 bucks per person. So if you want to be part of that, we have 50 seats available come buy tickets on my website which is elevated office arb that's elevated office arb.com and there will be an event at the bottom of the page that you can um, buy tickets through so if you don't know much about why to use a consultant for your small tree service business then i definitely recommend you going by and checking out the site because i answer some of those questions as well and we're going to get into the topic this morning so what is the topic this morning topic for this morning is how you're hurting your tree business and you didn't even know it. And this really is applicable. It doesn't matter what size business you have. Now, the larger the businesses that you have, the less you're going to have to rely on what we're going to talk about today. But it's really, really important and really good to change your mindset on how business is done as a tree care professional. So what I find and what I've seen for years and years is that there's this, um, in certain regions especially, but there is this like dominant attitude toward um, tree work that there's this severe competition amongst the tree companies. Um, and it's understandable that especially a lot of tree companies are smaller. They're worried about getting work that they need and stuff, but it's the wrong attitude to have. That's that that is it in a short stint, right? The reason it's the wrong attitude to have is because everything about being super competitive with your your neighboring company to the point of hatred or dislike or bad mouthing and everything never paints you well as a company. It doesn't matter how you try to do it. If you talk bad to clients about it, it makes you look bad. If you do stupid things toward other tree companies and they tell others that you did it, it makes you look bad. Then if you guys run across each other and I mean, I've heard of stuff like cutting down the wrong tree on purpose uh, to blame other companies. I've heard of um, sugaring gas tanks, throwing rocks. Um, I mean, these are clearly very extreme, but I've heard, I even heard of like, stealing um, competing companies equipment that you find on the ground so that they can't get the work done or hiding it or I mean all kinds of stupid stuff um, and those who witness this stuff going on realize there is a pettiness and that doesn't paint you as a professional however 
On the flip side, if you can let your ego go for just a few moments and you can realize, okay, there are some good tree companies in my town. They're reasonable competition to me. And you can make sure that you get to know them and you can show the kindness and respect to them as being professionals. Even if they have the opposing attitude, it often softens. What happens after that is an amazing situation. So here in town where I'm at, it's a very small town, relatively speaking. There are a few really good arborists and there are a bunch of hack jobs. Now, don't misunderstand. I'm willing to tell my clients that they need to be careful of certain companies because the price is cheap, but the quality of work that they get is not what's best for their trees. But I always try to do it in a respectful manner. I don't... berate the companies. I don't berate the owners. I try very hard to just state the facts in a kind and cordial manner. The guys that are good, I know that they're relatively reasonable in competition to me price-wise and time-wise and quality-wise. And I actually recommend that my clients go and get a bid from them as well. Because in the end, if they get my work or they get their work, they're going to get good work no matter what, as a general rule. You can't ever guarantee anything. And I know a lot of people say, well, I just defer not to uh, recommend. Well, that's true. You can't. But think about it this way. If you're not willing to recommend certain companies for your clients to bid from or bid through in competition of you, then now you're opening up the world to whoever they find on a flyer, on the internet or whatever, and they might be bidding a job with a company that's going to charge $500 for it because they're going to do a hack job versus the job that you would charge $1,600 for because you're going to do it right. So if I'm going to have to compete, I'd rather be competing with people that are in my price range because they're in my quality range. People who are clients of yours most likely do not understand good tree work. So they don't understand why you're charging so much when the guy down the street who's been around for 20 years owns his own bucket truck or whatever it might be is only charging a third of what you're charging. That's significant to think about. The other thing is when you start offering competition such as what we're talking about with neighboring competitors and neighboring companies that are equal to your quality, It builds favor with them. Now, I'm not saying do this because you're being greedy, but we all need help sometimes. Even the biggest companies out there subcontract to other companies. And you know what? When you've built a favor, when they see that you're recommending them to be bid against you and you win some and they win some, and then you realize they realize you're doing good quality work and they're doing good quality work and you have a mutual respect for the quality of work that's being done. They come to your aid. I can vouch for this. My town, like any other town, has its pettiness. And unfortunately, in this area, many of the tree service companies, many of the tree service companies came from the original starting point. Uh, one or two specific tree companies, and they were trained, and then they went all out, and then they became who they are. And that can breed competition and pettiness and hurt feelings and all kinds of stuff as well. But if you can put that aside, if you can work it out to where you can literally work together, then here's what happens. 
you build a much larger crew and you yourself don't have to do all the work, nor do you have to pay for the whole crew to be with you. You don't have to pay for all the employees and all the equipment. Now you have people who want to do you favors, who are willing to help you so that you can be more productive because they're not just doing it for money, but because they like you, because they see that you're helping them and they want to help you as well. Personally, I have a huge job that's way over what I had expected it to be. It's not what we it's not anything we can't handle, but some local tree guys up in the area are willing to help me. They've sent crew members out to help me. They've loaned me saws when my stall my saws got stolen. They have um hauled one particular guy has hauled like 11 dump loads of 14 or well his is like a, a 16,000 pound trailer worth of logs. I mean, he has been awesome to work with and he's not even asking for anything back. He's just like, well, I know that when I need help, you'll help me out. So I'm offering to pay him because I appreciate it and I don't ever want somebody to think I'm taking advantage of him. But because of that cordial friendship that we have built, that respect that we've built amongst ourselves, like... Anytime I'm on, a, I'm on a job, the four best companies in town, when they see me, they stop by and we chat and we talk about bids and who we're bidding against and what we see that needs to be done so that our bids are more on par and to make sure that we're all fair in what we're doing. That's awesome. Because if you're not doing this, you're basically hurting your company. You're reducing the amount of workforce you have and you're looking petty many times amongst the neighborhood. Believe me, the neighbors know. I get told all the time, well, so-and-so and so-and-so don't like each other. Small towns especially, it's known. Then you have comments on the internet and different things like that. When they were on my job site and they were working, another competing contractor came up and then they started yelling at each other and da-da-da-da-da, and I'll never hire that company again. I mean, there's no good that comes from the petty rivalries between the companies. We are all in business to make money. There is plenty of work out there, I promise. No matter how saturated you think your industry is in your territory, there's work. You've just got to figure out how to get it. And the best way to get it is to be a competitive salesman and to build relationships with the local tree companies. Because a lot of times, local tree companies get work and then they hire me to help them do it, even though I bid on the job. So there's always ways to win. You've just got to figure out how to do it. So if you're being petty, petty and competitive to a point of being derogatory and saying bad things about companies and distancing yourselves from the competing companies in town, you're really hurting your own business. It's not doing you any good. I know not everybody's going to see this the way that I do. That's fine. Leave comments below what I said wrong, what I did right, what other topics you want to see. Give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I really don't care. It's all about what it is that I can share and those who find it interesting and appreciative are, are appreciative of it, I should say. Please don't forget that I do have my seminar coming up March 5th, 2022. Zach Richards, Josiah Georgeson, Kirsten Locke, Lucas Bielfeldt and my sponsors Weaver Gap and Justin Dit Sauls, myself speaking as well. 
and that will all be a virtual seminar. You can buy tickets very shortly here online through my website. I'll have that up and you guys can link to it and buy directly 80 bucks a person limit of 50 people. There will be gifts and prizes. So hope you guys enjoy it. Go check my sponsors out Weaver Gap and uh, Justin at Sauls and I will see you in the next one. Take care. Bye.